0: This week we are talking all about attachment and authenticity in relationships and why becoming too attached or too enmeshed in your relationship or with your relationship partner can erode your ability to be authentic and true to yourself. Okay David, so is this actually a real issue that there is a kind of a tension between being your authentic self, and it's somehow being compromised in relationships?
1: I think it's an interesting subject, Alex, because um, the words you use and the phrases you use might differ. If I work with a client, he or she may say something slightly different, but meaning what you're saying. So they might be saying something like, I've lost my identity, I've lost my, I've lost my sense of purpose, I've become lost in the relationship. And so, what's happened there is, as you say, they've really put everything into the relationship, they've put the relationship as number one. But subtly, and I think this is why this is going to be an interesting subject, this doesn't just happen one day. One morning you wake up and you go, oh, I know, let's lose my identity, that's a good idea. It's very subtle over time, and especially in relationships when children come, careers develop, perhaps one partner is getting on well with a career and the other one is a stay-at-home person. And so this tension, as you call it, Can develop and what names we what labels we put to it can differ for different people but I think it's a real thing that I do with with my couples very frequently and
0: and when people when clients come to you are they actually saying to you I think I've lost my identity or is it a more subtle thing
1: it's much more subtle they'll they'll say something like They may say, I've lost my identity. Here's something I'm just remembering. I'm trapped. Mm -hmm. I feel trapped. I feel like I can't express myself. I feel like my partner is constantly over-talking me or uh, over-not listening to me. And this comes down, and we've done several teachings on this in the archives. Have a look at them. The, The difference between love, a feeling of love, and the ability to run a relationship, and that to me is what we're talking about here. What does it mean to run a relationship and for me, the word almost tells you the ability to relate, the ability to talk, but the ability to listen and again, how many times do I hear that somebody talks, and the other partner hasn't heard them or heard something totally different that they never even said but they're hearing it through their lens and again this is very subtle because this doesn't happen one day when you when you meet your partner you're very attentive very tuned in very listening to almost every syllable they're saying and interpreting that but over the years the time and the history and the events almost Cloud our judgments, change our focus, so we're not listening to what the partner is saying. We're listening through our filter of what we think they're saying. But
0: David, I uh, isn't there something deeper going on here? It's not just about a miscommunication or a mislistening that builds up over time. Isn't it more about our starting perception of? Who we should be in the relationship and that we, we, we don't necessarily say it to ourselves at the beginning. I am going to sacrifice myself, my identity, my purpose, my, my truth for this person or this relationship. We don't, because that would sound crazy, but there is a part of us that. I guess, puts a higher priority on the relationship or the partner than we do on ourselves.
1: Well, it's the other way around, Alex. We put a lower priority on ourselves. Yeah. So, that's the beginning point. And that's why I was going to say, if you do the golden thread on this, Mm -hmm. if you ask yourself those self-inquiry questions, it will always come down to what we call in our model, the inner child, that subconscious part of your mind, believing and wanting this self-worth and self-value to come from other people instead of really valuing what I call Shen, your innate worth and value. So it's not that you're kind of putting the other partner in front of you. It's almost like you're demoting yourself. But as you said, and that's the key to this, this is the key to this, and I think this is why this teaching could be useful, this doesn't happen in a day or a week. This is slowly eroding away over time. And if you're part of this, you don't realise you're doing it. And that really is a life lesson. Do you? Are you aware that you're doing this? Are you aware of your values? Are you aware of your principles? And how do you deliver those in a relationship?
0: And I guess... A lot of people would say either I'm not fully aware or I you know I haven't spent time thinking about what's important to me, but I guess what feels right is what's important to my partner, what's you know, because I want them to be happy.
1: That's
0: so it's down to this prioritization and and recognizing that we have to put ourselves first in in terms of our own identity because it's almost like we don't do that because we perceive it as being selfish or the wrong thing to do, or I'm not going to be a good partner.
1: I think that's exactly right, Alex. That word selfish comes up so often that they will judge, well, she's very selfish or he's very selfish, and uh, uh, and I don't want to be selfish. So I think you have to really look. I think that is a very powerful Idea and a way of thinking, this idea of what selfish is. And I want to give you the life lesson to think about it as a flow of chi energy, a flow of universal energy that comes through you and out. And the direction should be through you. So you care and you nourish and you look after yourself and you love yourself, you value yourself so you can love other people. This can be very difficult to get this flow right because for most of us, and for certainly for me, I can tell you this for me, when you were a child, I was directly told you have to put other people in front of you. It is selfish to think about you first. And there's the nuance we talked about at the beginning, the little tweak, because I'm not talking about looking after yourself so you don't look after other people. I'm saying the opposite. You look after yourself so you can look after other people. I can tell you a teaching that I received on this from China, from my master, and I thought it was an excellent teaching. It said, think about a breastfeeding mother. A breastfeeding mother will really take care of what she eats, what she drinks. She may stop Drinking alcohol or stop smoking or exercise more, so the milk, the nourishment she gives to her newborn child, is it the best quality? And so, this is the principle you look after yourself, you take care of your needs and your wants, you live your life in your balance, in your flow, not so you can hold on to it and be selfish. So what you give to your relationships, to your family, to your friends, to your career, to your life is of a better quality, but the energy is flowing through you first and out, not out to other people and in. That is a kind of a misalignment of the flow of energy. You are part of the universe. Your connection should be extremely strong and that connection to sharing your worth and value so it can flow out to others.
0: And I guess some people would say, David, well, that's all well and good as a theory, but if I look after myself first and make choices for myself first and allocate time, nurturing time for myself first, inevitably that means that I am then not doing as much, not being as much, not being as as much of service to my partner. So it's like the theory is one thing, but the reality is, is, is going to be different.
1: And I think you're right. I think the query that you just put up is what people would say. And I would think you have totally misunderstood it. You've got it round the wrong way, because if you are not looking after yourself, if your energy levels, say, for instance, are not at the highest, if you're not eating right, if you're not exercising correctly, if you're not sleeping right, then the quality of the care or whatever, the nourishment you give to your family and your friends and your career will be lower. It won't be the other way around. There's a wonderful saying, again, in Taoism. As Taoism talks about this a lot because this is about the flow of qi. It's wonderful to be of service, but make sure you've got something on your tray to serve. So the problem is if you keep on putting other people in front of you, what you're doing is actually kind of throttling your chi energy. So the balance, it becomes very uneven. And what you said as a kind of a critique actually is the other way around. The better you are, the healthier you are, The more reliant you are, the better it is for your partner.
0: And also, David, I would imagine this is not just about uh, eating well, exercising well, making time to relax and unwind. You know, the kind of more obvious lifestyle choices where we need to care and nurture for ourselves. But it's also about... Thinking about what do we need to do to creatively nurture ourselves to intellectually nurture ourselves uh to 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 reach our own potential in whatever element of our life it is, because again if we uh if we head towards our truth in in those areas and and stretch our potential then we energize ourselves we feel more happy and more alive and that inevitably has a knock-on effect in terms of the people around us
1: Alex that's such an important point that we miss because there's something as you're watching this and if you see strands of this you go oh that could be me that could be me oh I think I do I do that the point that Alex has just made is vital what is it that you really always wanted to do and that could be something very mundane, very simple, like improving your cooking or wanting to take an art class or improve your writing or wanting to do more creative artwork. And so many of my clients, when I ask them that question that Alex had just asked, what do you do creatively for yourself? The answer is nothing. I don't do nothing. So yes, you're right, exercising Eating healthy, sleeping well, the way you look, you know, it's very, very important. But this kind of more creative spiritual side, I would say, is probably even more important. You know, do you... Uh, take time away i would call it meditation do you focus your mind do you are you engaged you must be interested in these type of work else you wouldn't be connected to our teachings what do you think about that do you really expand what are your beliefs what are your principles do you really Connect and love yourself? Do you value yourself? I think that's the most important question. Do you really value yourself? Do you see and ever doubt yourself? Do you ever say one of the three lies I'm not good enough. I can't cope. I'm unlovable. Have you ever said that to yourself? And that is like dousing that creativity that you're talking about. I think
0: the issue here, though, David, is that, as you say, the self doubt diminishes our self-worth and our ability to be truly authentic and to reach our potential it's like it creates that tension but if we have been playing in the role of serving others and sacrificing ourselves for x number of years or in a series of relationships so it's kind of been an ongoing pattern perhaps even from based on something a dynamic we've observed from our childhood it's like through compromising ourselves over time over the years we, we we've diminished ourselves and we have we do have self doubt because we've built the story of our, our identity as the 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 girlfriend, the boyfriend, the husband, the wife, the mother, the father, you know, we've made our identity the role in the relationship and that if we say, hold on a minute, I'm more than that, but then it's like, yeah, but what is that more than? It's because it's an emptiness, it's an unknown at the moment, it's not developed, there's a lot of self-doubt in that kind of unknown because we've hooked everything onto the role, the kind of enmeshed role we've created within our relationship or within our family structure.
1: And you see, this is very interesting, Alex, because at the top of the teaching, we said this sounds very nuanced. But as you start to take it apart, you can see the trends. Everything that Alex has just said there is the work that we do is about how can you doubt yourself This is a question you should ask yourself when you finish listening to this. How can you doubt something that has innate value and worth? As I say in many videos, when you come into this world, the midwife doesn't hold you up in the delivery room and say, quick, can somebody give this child some value and worth? You have innate, intrinsic value and worth, inherent that's who you are. No one can give it to you, or no one can take it away from you. Now, in my model, I would call that spiritual, spirituality, shen. That is your shen. That's what you should honor. Here is the life lesson. All of these nuances that we look at brings you down, like what's that saying? All roads lead to Rome, all roads lead to shen. You have to come down to that shen. And that's the question that only you can answer. And what we try and do in these teachings is to clear away the confusion, clear away the fog. And so you can look and ask yourself this question about how much do you appreciate, love, care, nourish, whatever word you want to call it, yourself. Do you see yourself as important Equal, not more, not less. Not more, not less, as everyone else. Do you value yourself? Do you allow yourself to be nourished so you can help other people? And then, all the nuances we're talking about in this type of teaching, then you wouldn't want to people, please. Because if you're putting other people ahead of you, you're doing it because you think that they're going to give you something. How can they give you value and worth when you've already got it? How can somebody take it away from you? This is misaligned thinking, and this is why this teaching of share and spirituality—you see us repeating it on all of our life lessons teachings—because this is the life lesson: every human being has intrinsic value and worth. It is innate. It's inherent. It's who you are. Yes, you are this skin and bone in this material thing, but there's something greater about you. And if you don't believe it, how do you expect other people to give it to you? How can they give you something you already have, a gift from the universe? I
0: guess, David, though, our ego mind listens to that and says, well, I like the idea of having a more powerful, innate value and worth but it's still very kind of ill-defined. And it's not something that I hear a lot about in terms of our culture or our society, whereas being a great partner, being a great mother, being a great father, great husband, great wife, that those roles, that identity is very clearly defined. I've got a very strong kind of rule books and guidebooks and playbooks to follow in terms of doing that. But Yes, and I can be, you know, a fantastic career woman or a fantastic businessman, highly successful. But it's like this innate value and worth of who I am. It's like it's it's what is it? It's like my ego isn't convinced that it's powerful enough to put a greater importance on than being a great partner or being of value to my partner.
1: You know, that's such a great question, Alex. And it may be um, a question that we go deeper into in another teaching. But what you're identifying there is that the value, the innateness, the spiritual value, let's call it, the Shen value, against society value. And this is a question. Which is the most important for you? Societal value, as you quite rightly said, being a great mother, How you look, your career, what defines you as a husband, a father, a mother, a daughter, a child. What is your expectations? Is that based in societal? If it is, you have a problem. Because society values are constantly changing. And so therefore you're trying to hook yourself on something that can't be hooked on. Like a leaf blowing in as in the wind. So this is one of the problems our young children have now. They are so connected with society values through social media, the way they should look, how they should be, what friends they should have, how many followers they've got. This is social media. This is this social value. The problem is seven, eight, ten years ago, social media didn't even exist. Now, it's something that they're basing their value on, and they're missing the most important, innate, intrinsic, the inherent value of them as spiritual beings. And so... This that you've highlighted here, Alex, this question is so important because we live in society. Of course, we have to adhere to society. I'm not saying we don't do social media. We have to, but it should not be more important or more domineering than our spiritual value. And this goes down to the question you asked before about about creativity, about really understanding. Are you elevating social Values above your spiritual value and I would say again the life lesson is you cannot not that you shouldn't you Cannot because you're denying yourself as a spiritual human being and you're putting what other people think ahead of you and that will absolutely create failure
0: and I can see David why It's so important, really, to give this teaching to children.
1: Oh, vital.
0: Because implanting at an early age this concept of self-worth and self-value and it not being defined by what we look like, what we do for other people, it's about we already have a fantastic starting point, we already have value, and the journey of life is essentially to reach our potential and, you know, obviously to have relationships with people along the way and, and, and to be of service to people. But that actually being of service to ourselves is, is, a, is a wonderful thing. And, and in a way, it's what we're here for. That's
1: right. In, in the Taoist Tao Te Ching, I forget the verse number, but he says, are, you, are your foundations based in stone or is it based in shifting sand? And I think that's a wonderful verse because the the foundation, the rock, the stone is your innate value and worth. The shifting sand is society's value. That will change. That will change almost yeah. daily, to be honest, De- certainly yearly. What was valuable now, what's important now, the colour of your hair, the colour of your clothes, the size you are, will be different like next year, will be changed. Fashion... Things like this is always changing. We live in a consumerism society that wants this to change. And if you ground yourself in that value, you are grounding yourself in shifting sand. The sand will move and you will not be on a strong foundation.
0: But the the overall message here is that actually you can be authentic, you can reach your potential, you can be true to yourself and be in in a relationship, and be, uh, have a great relationship, have a, uh, be of, of value and service within your relationship, and it's a kind of a mutual thing.
1: I think that's the message, Alex, that you have to ground yourself in your values, in your principles, and make sure they're yours. What do you believe Why do you believe it? Don't ground yourself in emotions. Don't ground yourself in society's changing values. These are shifting sands. Ground yourself in something that's stable, that's rock, that you believe in and you can defend and see what's important to you. Because if you ground yourself saying, in this instance, what your partner thinks or pleasing your partner, you're on shifting sand again because they will change their minds. So it's about being accountable, Again, how many teachings have we done on being accountable and being self-responsible? This is definitely the inner child work. Definitely the inner child work. Always looking outside of themselves. Always looking externally. What other people think, what other people say. Because I would put society's value, is that external, outside? What is being said now in social media? What you said, what's being said in the newspapers? Uh, what's the latest trend, let me hook into this. And that is absolutely going to give you problems because this is changing all of the time. And the life lesson is, ground yourself in your shen. Ground yourself in your value. You are an amazing person. This is an amazing opportunity that we have to live this life. Don't throw it away looking over your shoulders in the real view mirror of what are other people are doing. Walk in your fresh footsteps. Walk fresh snow. Don't follow other people because you'll always be behind them. And I said, your creativity Create something that's important for you and value yourself. And although we started on the nuance, you see, when you go down, it always comes down to the same very, very important, vital, profound teaching about your shen about you. No one can give it to you. No one can take it away from you. This is a relationship with yourself, and you should respect and honour that first.
0: Wonderful. Thank you, David. And I will put links in the show notes to Shen. Uh, teaching playlist uh, so you can learn more about shan and how to connect to your shan and understand what it is and how to live your life every day through your shan and also to our love and relationships playlist thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei wisdom life lesson you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please rate and review us to help us grow If you'd like to work one-to-one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations plus our online events, offers, and gifts on our website, wuwaywisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel, and on Instagram. Search for Wuway Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy and in your flow.